Wild Enrichment is independently owned and claims no affiliation to any zoo, aquarium, or other animal care institutions. All of the information and opinions communicated through this podcast, wildenrichment.com, and affiliated social media accounts are based on my own opinions and experiences and are not in any way reflective of the opinions of my employers, past or present. Thank you. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Wild Enrichment Podcast, a podcast about zoos, aquariums, animal enrichment, and everything in between. I'm your host, Kyle Benton-Jones, zookeeper, animal lover, enrichment builder, and creator of wildenrichment.com. This is the Wild Enrichment Podcast. Enjoy. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Wild Enrichment Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Kyle, and uh, today we're going to be talking about how to come up with new enrichment ideas. This is a question that I get all the time, and uh, I really thought it was important to write an article about it, so that came out about a month ago. As always, that's available on my website, wildenrichment.com. There'll be a couple resources that I'll be referencing to. Uh, in this podcast and kind of what I structured the article around. So if you want to check that out, uh, I kind of built the article around the enrichment roadmap that I also released uh, a couple months ago. So if you want to check that uh, enrichment roadmap out, uh, you can uh, go on my social media, it'll be there. Or you can go to, if you want to download it and actually have a copy of it, uh, because you might actually find it useful uh, to hang up in a keeper area or just to have handy. Um, You can find that under the resources section of wildenrichment.com and it's called the enrichment roadmap. So that'll be a there'll be a PDF there that you'll be able to download uh, and look at and uh, kind of reference when you need it. Uh, New and novel enrichment ideas. I thought it would be important to kind of talk about you know why animals actually need new and novel Uh, enrichment items in the first place. Um, So, you know, if you find yourself giving the same enrichment items uh, to the animals under your care day in and day out, and you are actually bored with the enrichment and you look at the enrichment pile or the enrichment shed, whatever you have, and you're bored with the enrichment and you're not excited about it, I can guarantee that the animal that you're giving it to is not excited about it either. So the solution to this is coming up with new enrichment items. But, you know, um, as we talked about, this is a major hurdle for uh, zookeepers. So, um, you know, and it's important because uh, in the wild, you know, animals are faced with a wide variety of challenges every single day. You know, they're running away from predators, they're acquiring food, and much of the animal's day is made up of dealing with Uh, these challenges, you know, so novel enrichment items are extremely important to a successful enrichment program as they provide captive animals with completely new challenges that they must overcome. So this extra challenge can be, can have profound effects on an animal or a group of animals. Uh, I've referenced one study uh, in the article. You can find links uh, to all these uh, also in the um, article. So definitely check that out if you want to read these studies for yourself. So uh, one study here 
uh, was on a group of bonobos and it actually uh, measured the occurrences of behaviors that they, uh, the researchers, uh, were classifying as negative behaviors. So uh, these were including group violence and stereotypic behaviors. Uh, so they measured with and without novel enrichment items and they found that not only did offering novel enrichment items significantly reduce these negative behaviors in the group, but also increase the activity levels in the entire group. So just from implementing enrichment that they hadn't seen before. And in another study, um, uh, they observed the behaviors displayed by a captive pair of spectacled bears uh, through the use of an ethogram. So they found that when a novel enrich enrichment climbing structure was added to their exhibit, the bears displayed uh, a significant increase of positive behaviors as well as a significantly wider diversity of behaviors. So, you know, e these are just a few of many studies, but it's really clear that novel enrichment items have a very large impact on reducing and present, uh, sorry, preventing negative behaviors in a wide variety of animals. They also have a, the potential to increase the total variety of behaviors that are displayed. Uh, so, and this is, you know, they're, they're very, very, if anybody who's ever given an animal a new enrichment item, you know that they can have a huge impact uh, just on their, uh, on their lives and their kind of reaction. So uh, I, I think really that goes to kind of speak for itself. Everyone kind of knows that new enrichment items are oftentimes better than enrichment items that animals have uh, got before. So, um, so let's, so now obviously that you know that new enrichment items are very, very important, you know, let's explore uh, how often an animal needs to be presented with uh, new enrichment items. So, you know, the short answer to this is really how often you are going to need to present an animal with, a, with novel enrichment items is going to vary tremendously by the species you are trying to enrich. Um, it, but, you know, we can break it down further than that. Um, you know, there isn't a lot of literature on how often novel enrichment items should be presented to any one species, but we can use what we know about general characteristics of various species and taxa to kind of determine which animals we should be focusing on uh, and prioritizing when giving novel enrichment items. And this doesn't really, this doesn't mean that we're putting, you know, one animal's needs above another. This just means that we're you have limited time, so you should be focusing on specific animals to get new enrichment items more frequently than, say, a, uh, a lower priority species of animal that may not be uh, benefiting from it as, as much. So, you know, and we've talked about this, uh, this kind of breakdown of uh, species by groups um, a little bit in other articles and in the podcast previously. So I think that really is effective in this uh, application as well. So, uh, you know, I, I kind of uh, grouped them pretty similar to uh, how I've done previously. You know, group one being your very high priority. Uh, these This includes, you know, carnivores, uh, primates, and animals with established stereotypes. Uh, then group two, which is still high priority, you know, high activity birds, uh, high activity mammals, and animals that are starting to, shore, uh, to show signs of forming stereotypes. So, and then three, medium priority, ungulates with all other mammals um, and birds. And then the lower priority, reptiles and amphibians.
So uh, for example, if we're thinking about how often novel enrichment items uh, should be presented to each taxa, we can first come up with a realistic and doable goals for each group, you know, starting with the highest priority group. And I know a lot of uh, keepers may not work with every single group on this list, but you can kind of take the area that you work in or uh, the animals that you work with and kind of divide them up into groups based on, you know, how you know them. Uh, and how uh, how they are day to day behaviorally and uh, what you think they would benefit from. So, um, you know, so the animals that you work with that are in, you know, group one, hot, very high priority, may need new enrichment items every other week or every week. So, uh, and then from there you can go, you know, group two is going to be less than that, say once a month, and then kind of goes so on and so on for the rest of the groups uh, that you have in your area. So, and you know, I'm sure after kind of creating these goals, um, you know, you're probably thinking, you know, how in the world am I going to come up with new enrichment items several times a month for an animal that I work with? You know, because not only are you doing it for, say, every other week uh, for group one, you might be doing it every month. So that's a couple enrichment items every single month uh, that you need to come up with. But, you know, the good news is that, uh, you know, novel enrichment items don't always mean a fancy new puzzle feeder or a revolutionary new device that elicits a natural behavior, you know? So uh, in a study that I've referenced here, um, it was found that even novel food items presented to a group of chimpanzees had a considerably enriching effect uh, on the entire group. So, uh, you know, Based on this study, it's clear that enrichment doesn't need to be complicated uh, to be considered novel, uh, even by a group of highly intelligent primates. So really, there's also many ways you can take some of the enrichment that you've already been giving to the animal and just present it in a new and novel way. You know, do you have a plastic ball that they don't play with anymore or another different toy? You can, you know, drill holes in it or modify it. Uh, You can put food in it. You can put an eye hook in it and hang it up. You can combine it with something like a zip line. You can recycle old enrichment many, many times over if you are, you know, creative with it. So, you know, not every enrichment item needs to be tactile. There's also easier senses to target, such as olfactory. You know, try to think of things like hair, uh, hoof trimmings, old perching from other animals, uh, anything like that that may be intriguing to a group of animals that you are trying to enrich. Uh, so. You know, now let's let's actually think of uh, let's talk about how to bring a novel enrichment item and kind of bring it to life. All right, so in the enrichment roadmap, um, which again you can get on my website or social media, uh, I've kind of broken the sort of roadmap to an idea to bringing something uh, into an enrichment program. Uh, into nine steps. So uh, I'll just kind of quickly go through these steps and then we'll elaborate them uh, on them in a minute. So step one is research natural history. Step two, establish a goal or behavior. Uh, Step three, design your item. Step four, think of any safety concerns. Step five, build the enrichment item. Step six, come and come up with an intro plan. Uh, Step seven, introduce and monitor. Step eight, reevaluate and implement any changes. And step nine, evaluate for effectiveness. 
All right, so let's start with step one, which is research natural history. So, you know, a firm understanding of what an animal does in the wild and the behaviors that they display in their day-to-day -day lives is often the factor that makes the enrichment item continuously enriching for a long period of time. You know, it's it's this is the reason why this is step one. It's really understanding natural history will also give you a treasure trove of natural behaviors that you can easily target in order to start the process of coming up with new enrichment. If an animal performs the behavior in its day-to-day -day life in the wild, it's very, very likely that it will perform the behavior very willingly and, very, and frequently in the captive setting. So when researching these natural behaviors, pay particular attention to how the animal is foraging and acquiring its food and how it's evading predators, how it's relaxing, how it's playing, and how it's spending the majority of its day. You know, all these things are going to be very, very important in the next step, which is establishing a goal or behavior. So, you know, based on the information that you gathered in the first step, uh, establishing a goal for the enrichment item uh, you want to build, uh, you know, what behaviors or series of behaviors do you want to bring out of the animal? You know, is there any negative behaviors you want them to stop uh, them from exhibiting? These are the kind of things that are going to, uh, you know, you should kind of create a goal around to, uh, you know, determine whether or not your new enrichment item is a success or not. So, you know, forming, an, or forming a goal early on in the enrichment build process, you are making the process quantifiable and highly specific to a particular facet of an animal's natural history. Without this goal or predetermined behaviors, there's no way of telling whether or not the enrichment item is a success or a failure. So really this is combined with a firm natural behavior foundation to make the enrichment item set up for long-term success. All right, so now, uh, kinda, now that you've got a lot of the research out of the way, now the fun stuff can kind of start to come into play here. So step three is design your item. Now that you have a goal based on natural behaviors, uh, you can kind of start to think about how you can bring them out of the animal you are working with. So, or how you can stop in the case of uh, negative behaviors. Um, think about how your item can stimulate a situation that brings the goal behaviors out in the wild. Uh, people tend to go way overcomplicated in this step and design an enrichment item that will be extremely complex and very hard to bring to life. Um, you know, instead, I really like to ask myself the question, what's the simplest and easiest way I can accomplish this goal? If you have this grand idea for an enrichment item that involves welding and circuit boards and timers, you know, you really got to be honest with yourself and ask yourself, uh, you know, are you actually going to be able to build that? Are you actually going to be able to make that happen? So really ask yourself what the simplest prototype of this design looks like and start from there. Uh, you know, they have, a, they have a term for this in the tech world. Uh, they call it the minimal vi minimum viable product, the MVP. So that's really the, the simplest product that you can bring uh, to people, and in this case, an animal. Uh, so that really allows you to be more focused on getting the enrichment item to the animal instead of being worried about it being perfect. Obviously, you cannot sacrifice safety or integrity or anything like that, but really think about how you can make this as simple as possible so you can get it to the animal as soon as possible. Because if you want a new enrichment item to, say, that group one every other week, and it's going to take you 
three months to build this enrichment item, then you know that's going to take a lot of time that the animal is not getting uh, new and novel enrichment items, and you can always improve on it uh, and always design it a little bit better later on. So there's nothing there's nothing wrong uh, with that. All right, so step four, uh, I mentioned it a little bit earlier, but this is thinking of safety concerns now that you have the actual design of your enrichment item. So, you know, mitigating any potential safety concerns to the animal you are trying to enrich or the other occupants of the exhibit is extremely important. Think of any way that the animal could hurt itself on the, uh, you know, enrichment item that you have designed in the previous step. Um, can the animal get a limb caught anywhere uh, in the enrichment item? Can it use the enrichment item as a weapon to hurt other exhibit mates? All sorts of questions like this are really of vital importance to ask yourself in the process. It's also useful to keep this in the back of your mind as you go through the build process. And that brings us to step five. So this is this is my favorite step. I'm sure it's you know a lot of your favorite steps, uh, but that's actually building the enrichment item. So seeing what you've uh, drawn on paper, what you've uh, researched previously, you know how that can kind of come to life. So you know, take your design that you came up with in the last few steps and bring it to life. Focus on making things as simple as possible and ask for help and advice where you need it. Uh, you know, making arrangements with other departments in your facility for materials and assistance is often very important for success. If it's a lot easier for someone else to, uh, you know, kind of do the thing that they have expertise in as opposed to you trying and getting frustrated and maybe giving up. So the most important part about a novel enrichment item is actually making the novel enrichment item. You need to, it needs to come to life. It can't just be sitting half finished on a workbench for several months. So really uh, focus on getting it done efficiently and, uh, you know, asking for help where you need to. All right, so now that you have the actual enrichment item in front of you. It's real. You made it happen. So now you need to come up with an intro plan. So then, you know, you really need to come up with a plan to introduce your your new enrichment item to the animal it's going to be enriching. Often, it isn't as easy as throwing it in and walking away. That can be very, very dangerous. So this is especially true with dangerous animals and, you know, animals that you can't just go in with uh, and grab the enrichment item for from them if something goes wrong. So it will really makes it harder to retrieve the enrichment item. Um, so that's really why you need to take this step and really plan how you're going to introduce the enrichment item safely and in a controlled manner. You know, ask yourself if there's any problem areas of the exhibit you want to keep the new enrichment away from. You know, it, does it, do you want to keep it in the holding? Uh, do you not want it to be brought out uh, to the public? You know, things like that. Um, you know, is there a way to separate the animal from the enrichment item in uh, you if you need to in case of an emergency? Um, do you want the first encounter to be visible to the public or in the back area? Things like that are all questions that you should be asking yourself and uh, kind of thinking about when you're figuring out how you're actually going to introduce this item to an animal. All right, now there's step seven. So this step, you're going to introduce an monitor. So you know, the time is finally here. You get to give the 
enrichment item you spent so much time designing and building to the animal you built it for. Follow your enrichment intro plan and give them your enrichment. When you are interacting uh, with your enrichment item for the first time, make sure you are constantly monitoring the interactions, keeping an eye out for any negative interactions. You may want to offer the enrichment item to the animal on several uh, different occasions before you deem it safe to you know, be left unsupervised or even overnight. Uh, notes can also be helpful in this stage so coworkers uh, can you know, know how the introduction went and what to look out for. And that brings us to uh, step eight, and that's uh, you know reevaluate and implementing any changes uh, based on your observations in step seven. So uh, you know you will be able to determine whether or not the item worked as anticipated or not in the last step. So if not, if it didn't work out as well as you hoped, that's fine. You know now you get to make any modifications. Uh, and figure out what modifications you actually need to make uh, in order for it to be effective in accomplishing the goal you, you set for yourself in step two. Also, now is the time to make any necessary changes to the item uh, to make it more safe um, based on how the in animal interacted with it in the previous step. It's a great time to take uh, your new observations and create an even better enrichment item. So if it didn't work out, in step seven, you know, don't worry about it. You have another crack at it and you can kind of learn a whole lot more about uh, how the animal interacts with it by actually watching them interact with it as opposed to just, you know, thinking about how they might interact with it. So really take that step and make uh, your enrichment item even better. That brings us to step nine. So this is uh, evaluate for effectiveness. So I have it highlighted in the actual article um, but this is kind of one of the most important quotes that I put in the article and in this podcast. So items only count as enrichment if the animal still finds it enriching. So just think about that. And, uh, you know, uh, step nine is really about uh, evaluating over the long term. You know, so once you're happy with the response that the enrichment item is bringing out in the animal, it was intended for you need to make sure it stays that way for a long period of time. So daily monitoring of how the enrichment item is being interacted with is crucial to making the item still enriching uh, for the subject. If your item starts to be less enriching to the subject, start by offering it less often or take a prolonged break from an item in hopes that it will become somewhat novel again. Uh, so. You know, if an animal hasn't got that enrichment item for a couple months, it may uh, come back to it with, uh, you know, some more vigor and actually have a better experience with it. So don't be afraid uh, to do that if you need to. So, and, you know, you can also think about uh, any modifications you can make uh, or novel ways of presenting it, as we mentioned before, uh, to make it more interesting. And also thinking of another animal that could benefit from the same enrichment item is a great way to recycle uh, these enrichment items and give someone else a crack at a new and novel enrichment item. So just remember, and I, items only count as enrichment if the animal still finds it enriching. So don't just keep throwing the same thing in there expecting a, a reaction that is not happening. So uh, really monitoring these enrichment items is what's going to make the difference between um, just an enrichment program and an actually an actual program that's enriching the animal. 
All right, so those are the kind of nine steps that I take uh, myself in coming up with new and novel enrichment items and that I think that other people uh, will be able to more effectively create these uh, new enrichment items uh, more effectively if they follow. So, you know, when broken down into simple and straightforward, a straightforward process, coming up with and implementing new enrichment ideas is not only easy, but is consistently repeatable. Implementing new enrichment ideas as often as you can is one of the most beneficial things you can do for a group of animals. You know, novel enrichment items can not only stop negative behaviors almost instantly, it can also have a long-term impact on the well-being of a group of animals. I would much rather provide several excellent enrichment opportunities a month to an animal than mediocre or poor enrichment every single day. So it's really clear that the most important step in developing novel enrichment items is to draw your ideas from the animal's wild counterparts based on the behaviors that are displaying in their everyday lives. Be it hunting, foraging, or play, the end, the day-to-day -day life of a wild animal is is a literal treasure trove of important enrichment item ideas you know so going forward i would recommend grouping your animals similarly on how we have done above uh in the earlier in this podcast and assigning time frames as to when they're supposed to get new enrichment items and try to stick to that schedule as best you can it's not always going to be realistic uh depending on the time of year but uh kind of making a calendar for yourself uh, may be very very helpful on when you should be uh, giving the item uh, new enrichment items to an animal and when the last time they had a completely new enrichment item so all animals can benefit immensely from novel enrichment items being introduced in their day-to-day -day lives but it's very important to focus on those individuals that are going to benefit the most from the receiving them so you know now that you have a solid framework surrounding novel enrichment items, the only thing left to do is hit the idea board and come up with some yourself. So as I said before, you can download uh, the enrichment roadmap uh, from the resources section of wildenrichment.com and follow along and try it out for yourself. So uh, yeah, the only thing left is to get out there and try to implement new and novel enrichment ideas uh, for the animals that you work with. Uh, and best of luck uh, doing that. It's super rewarding and you can really, really increase the welfare of the animals that you work with. Uh, so thank you guys for listening. Uh, as always, you can uh, follow me on uh, Facebook, Instagram. I even have a Pinterest page. Uh, it's all at Wild Enrichment. Sorry, at Wild Enrichment. Uh, my website's wildenrichment.com. Uh, we also have a newsletter. Um, you can also contact me, uh, Kyle at wildenrichment.com. Uh, if you want to drop me an email or anything like that, I would be happy to chat about anything we've talked about uh, in this article and anything to do with uh, animal enrichment. Uh, so thanks so much for listening, guys, and we'll see you again next time.